think we are live back again down under with Tomo's tune-ups. <laughs> G'day, how are we going, What's mate? up, man? How are you? Pretty good. It's a bit of a stinker of a day today, being um being Sunday, so yeah, just trying to relax in the air conditioning. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's hot over there right now, huh? Yeah, man. It's probably mid-20s at the moment. Probably creep up to low to high um, 30s. See how we get. Maybe 35. I'm but, gonna, you know, that'll get I'm lucky. I'm act like I know what that means. What is this? I'm Googling 20 Celsius to Fahrenheit. 20? How much, what, what is the temperature right now? Yeah. Uh, at the moment, we're 23. 23, I'm exact. Yeah. Oh, that's so only 73. Is it humid there? Yeah, it is a little uh, bit. Gotcha, gotcha. It's surprisingly cold here in Southern California. There's apparently a blizzard warning, um, and it's been snowing in a, yeah, right. in a few spots, which is crazy, so everyone's <laughs> freaking out. But, uh, yeah, it's, yeah well. the sun's peeking out. It's still beautiful in SoCal. That's so, good. Yeah. So, Thank hey, you. I appreciate you being on here. We've been chit-chatting over Instagram. I started uh, digging into your uh, YouTube channel, your Instagram, all of that jazz. So we'll, we'll get into that yep. a little bit later, but uh, cool, man. Yes, yeah, sweet. Let me know. No, Let's no see. How did, you, how did you get into minis? What's the deal? Tell me your story. What's your life story? Start from wherever <laughs> you want. <laughs> all right. So... Um, yeah, a bit of a bit of a long-winded answer, I guess. So essentially, in uh, it would have been about two thousand and nine, um, I met a guy. I was working at Domino's Pizza, and he nice. was from the UK. And he was he came over to Australia for I think it was like twelve months, and he ended up staying for like eighteen months. And through my endeavours with him, he was talking to me about having a classic mini. And I kind of thought, you know, that'd be really cool. Maybe I could get one. So I started looking around and not really realizing how expensive they were. Well, at, at that time, like they weren't overly expensive. So I just thought, you know what, let's just go go find one. Let's buy one. So found one down in Sydney. Um, and at this time, I was living on the Central Coast, which from where we bought it to where I lived, it was like a good two and a half hours drive each way. So we're talking like five hour round trip. Wow. So uh, it was me, uh, him, his name is Tom, um, my dad and my wife at the time, who's now my ex-wife. Uh, we all headed in the car, jumped down, drove to this place. And this guy's like, you know, I'm going to, you know, I wanted to keep this. So I let my kids drive it. And I'm going to teach them to drive. I thought, oh, okay, your kids must be like 15, 16. Turns out they're like seven and eight. So they were just <laughs> destroying this thing. Like absolutely destroying this car. And I was like, okay. He goes, oh, I even gave it a wash. And it wasn't until I got home, I looked at it. I was like, what'd you fucking wash it with, mate? Fucking toilet water. Like the thing was just, it was putrid. It was like a brutal So we got this pad. car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, whatever. So we got home. The next day, like, let, let's go for a drive. Let's, let's take this thing around the block. Anyway, my mate left his keys to his car in my ex's handbag. So we couldn't um get his battery to start the car because yeah the battery was obviously dead so we thought hey let's just strip it let's um you know push out the back and, and i just stripped it from there 
But a couple of years prior, when I um, first became an apprentice back in 2005, I wanted to buy... That was like the era where they just finished the original minis and started with like the R51s. So I used to work for Volkswagen and across the road was BMW and Mini. So I went and took a, uh, a Cooper S for a drive and, you know, supercharged thing. I thought, man, this is sick. This is what I want to buy. So we came back and he crunched the numbers and he's like, man, all right, it's like 35 grand. I'm like... I'm an apprentice. I don't have 35 grand. So it just got put on hold. And then, yeah, years later, I finally bought one. But then he's saying that it stuck as a shell for a good eight to nine years before I then married my now wife. Um, and yeah, the rest, the rest is history. So bit of a, bit of a long adventure. I think I've always wanted to have a classic car, whether it be a, a split serene combi or a beetle, um, or even just a mini. So I, I eventually got what I wanted. So before 2009, when you met this guy, uh, your coworker here, did you know what minis were? Was it even on the radar or did he kind of just pique your interest? Yeah, I think everyone has seen Mr. Bean at one stage or another. And <laughs> you always look back at the, the videos and, and you watch them and you think, man, there's only like, what is it, like nine or 10 episodes. And it, as a kid, you just think like there's a hundred episodes. So I always knew about minis, um, never really watched the Italian job, obviously until the, the newer one came out and then I'll backtrack and watch the original. Um, right. Knew what minis were. I'd, you know, just see them cruising around the streets occasionally. You wouldn't see them that often, but yeah, always, always knew about them. Um, never really knew too much of them. Right. So then that's okay. So. 2005 you were um mm -hmm. you started you're a mechanic then right is that what you were saying yeah are you still currently yeah, a mechanic so I'm as a, well yep yeah so nearly two decades in i'm still a mechanic still chipping away i now work in the office um as a, a service advisor receptionist manager uh but right. yeah still still tinker at home hence my channel so of course of course so uh, when you were at that stage, were you into cars or were you just kind of doing mechanic as a, as a job? I mean, obviously you had to be some somewhat into cars, but were you into tuner cars or the VWs that you were working on or what was your mm -hmm. kind of your, your go-to car as a kid? Yes. Yeah, so it wasn't really until we got to the age of puberty that we started getting into cars um, at school. I had a couple of mates um, and this was the whole era of Fast and Furious. So, you know, Paul Walker was a very, very big inspiration to me to of become course. a mechanic. Obviously, he just, you know, did it on screen. And, you know, he was an enthusiast and kind of lover outside of the, the movies. So he, you know, really had a big part of my uh, development as being a mechanic into that. So yeah, it was around the early 2000s um, that I got into cars. Um, and I'm glad you asked because I actually have a tattoo on my arm and it says dude i had you and that's his super no <laughs> yeah so yeah so when he died um i got that tattooed and then above that that's my best mate um who passed away sadly oh, um man, that's awesome the year that's that i met cool. my wife so so yeah it, it was good like um you know to have the two things in my life um you know tattooed on me that that i love um, you know, Paul Walker and when, and when he passed away, it was very hard for me. Um, it, it took me a long time to, to grieve with that. And a lot of people yeah. don't realize, and same with Kobe Bryant, like he was a big part of my, my life as well. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I took that very hard. Um, 
but yeah, like 2001, like when Fast and Furious, Two Fast and Furious came out, I just thought, man, this is what I want to do. Like, you know, if you can be, you know, with a Gallo 24 and, you know, driving down the road and your floor pan flies out, like, man, that's what I want to do. So <laughs> it was the, it was this, the sex spec of cars, um, which I think you guys, did you guys have that, that era, the sex spec where it was all like big we- wheels, wide body kits. Yeah, of course we did, and I don't know if, if mm, we mm. called it sex spec, but I heard that on um, uh, Mighty Car Mods when he bought a sex spec car. Yeah. I was like, what the sex spec? What yeah. the fuck is that? But I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely remember that era of cars, and and I, you yeah. know everything yeah. you're saying hits home too because I was always into cars. Mm. My, my uncle's uh, hugely into cars, mainly um, British. Fords and Lotus and 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 mm-hmm. Cortinas and all that jazz, but um, yeah, I mean, growing up in Texas, my you know my immediate family isn't really into cars, but I remember seeing Fast and the Furious. I was like, this is fucking awesome, and I just like all I wanted mm-hmm. to do I was like tuner, yeah. like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no. yeah, and you would love but- it out here. Like I, I was talking um, uh, on a previous episode, uh, I live really close to that scene the super scene where he he's like racing the Ferrari mm-hmm. and they pull into that, that, yeah, right. uh, that restaurant on that's PCH. I live yeah. right there. I basically, I can jump on PCH and I'm, you know, 20 minutes away from that restaurant where they filmed that scene. So yeah, wow. and every once in a while, yeah. when I show up there on weekends, cool. they have all the fast and the furious cars out there just hanging. <laughs> mad. Super, yeah. That's it's sick. super cool. Yeah. It's really cool. I, I fanboy that, every time. That is I mean, mad. It's like kind of corny, yeah. but I, I love it. Like it's like, that was my childhood. <laughs> yeah. For mm, sure. A hundred percent. But it's funny that they got so off track. They went from stealing yeah. VCRs and TVs and, you know, um, engines to, you know, Fucking runways the size of bloody half the planet and driving tanks and you know, ships yeah. and stuff like it's yeah next level it, but you it know. got a little off for sure but <laughs> mm. yeah just just a little bit <laughs> so did you ever end up with the uh, R fifty six or fifty three or anything like that a newer mini or no so that's one there's a couple of regrets in life that I have and probably buying a mini of that age when I was you know, a 16 year old apprentice was probably one of them. Um, so after like my little encounter with like buying a new car, cause like I said, I didn't know about finance. I didn't know that you could get a loan. I just thought like, here's the bottom line. You need to pay it. That's it. I didn't know loans and stuff. Like I was just literally that oblivious to it. Um, so yeah, I just owned shitty cars in between, but, um, yeah. I get you. I understand. Of, uh, when I was, mm, I was mm. the same way, the same way. But um, I want to talk mm. about your your mini. So this was two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. You found it just uh, on a mm-hmm. whim on an ad, or what? How did you find it? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so funny enough, it was on eBay. Uh, I think it was. Uh, he wanted fifteen hundred bucks for it, which is not a lot of money. But the thing had that much rust as all minis do, and I don't think I really um, realized how much rust there was in it until we got it back. Like we literally stripped everything out of that car, every nut, bolt, screw. And it was funny, actually, in one of my videos, I talk about my mate, Tom. So the, the day after we bought it, I, I had to, I I took the day off. I was like, you know what? No, I'm just, just going to do this. What are we going to pull this thing apart? So we started pulling everything out. We stripped the engine and all this. Anyway, the next day I said, mate, here is half a dozen ice cream containers. Put everything 
in uh, boxes, label everything. We know where it's going. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Next day, go to work, come home. What do I find? One big fucking box with every <laughs> bolt, nut, and screw. And I was like, what have you done? He goes, oh, I was just so excited. I was like, all right. And they literally remained in that box. I've still got the box of the original bolts. And anyone that's built a classic car, doesn't need to be a mini, but anything, when you put something back together, if you didn't pull it apart, it's very hard to work out. But being a mechanic and being able to touch all those bits and pieces throughout my career in history, it made it somewhat easier, but there was still a, oh, this is you know a UNC bolt. This is a UNF bolt to, to reassemble this car. So you know, still right. to this day, I give them shit of, you know... <laughs> throw me under the bus and you know it took me forever to put them out together <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic now that car that you yeah. your original mini is that mm -hmm. the one that you have now the clubman yep yeah the 74 clubman oh okay so that yeah because i mean mm -hmm. scrolling back on your um tamo's tune-up instagram like it's already you know nice mm -hmm. and, nice and built at the beginning mm. um so i didn't yep. know that you you did basically a ground up restoration on it Mm. yeah i really need to talk about that because yeah it was from what it was to what it is now it was very um very different it was white originally it had stripes down it had brown interior uh brown flooring roof like everything so i just stripped it yeah and yeah just sat that. as a shell for for years mm. yeah no it was, it was good like we we pretty much touched everything on it we did uh new sill panels front floors uh both um, inner and outer A panels, front quarters, uh, bonnet, uh, boot floor, uh, rear beaver panel. Yeah, so pretty much like everything other than the roof was touched. So yeah, it. it <laughs> but yeah, we literally just stripped this thing down. I got it sandblasted, and we started cutting bits off it, and then I went, "Oh, I'm out of money, and I'm now getting divorced, so it's going in the shed." So oh, yeah, no. it, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty good story. Um, and one of the days that I was actually reassembling it. Um, because I wanted to get on, um, get going for my wedding in, uh, 2018, there was the hottest day on record in Australia. Well, I think it was the worldwide at the stage. It was like 52 degrees, like, um, Ooh. and that's Celsius. So yeah, she was fucking hot and I was out there putting my car together and I was just dripping in sweat. My wife's like, come inside. I'm like, nah, I've got to keep going. got to keep going. So I worked for like eight hours in like undercover. Thank goodness. And it was literally almost um half well over half the temperature inside than what it was outside it was like 20 degrees inside it was like 52 outside so wow. yeah, it was like walking into a yeah to a in igloo it was that that cool inside but yeah working um i'm, I'm very persistent with the stuff that i do i just kind of get that tunnel vision and and keep going yeah i can tell i was watching really. a bunch of your videos mm -hmm. um you know since we kind of scheduled this and just kind of looking at and I really like the style of your videos and, and you could tell they're getting better and better as you kind of go on too. But um, mm. yeah, I really like how uh, detailed they are. You know, sometimes people do videos of how to's or whatever it is and they kind of, you know, they gloss over some things, but really yours was pretty step-by-step -step, follow along and easy peasy. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, so when I was originally building my car, um, Cole from Classic Mini DIY, um, I would watch a lot of his videos yeah. and nothing against Cole. Sometimes I'd find I'd be reassembling something like a gearbox, for instance, and there'd be something very specific I needed to know how it went together. Mm -hmm. And I'd be watching it and he'd be filming and then the next scene would cut and that bit was already together. 
And no matter how much research I did online, you know, even through my mechanic, mechanical expertise, I guess, or even just looking through mini books, I can never find specific things. So it had always been in my mind to want to be able to create a YouTube channel, um, being a mechanic, having apprentices over the years, being able to explain something to someone that doesn't make them sound dumb, but also, you know, you're not um, explaining something um, super complicated to someone to find a happy medium where everyone can understand it, even talking to customers. I figured, mm-hmm. well, you know what, I'm, I feel I'm really good at that. So why not let's just start up a channel and, and be able to do and expand on all those extra little bits and pieces that um, I've struggled to find over, over the years of, you know, building minis. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, you know, it's, I don't think it's anyone's fault, but that always happens. And it's every, every kind of job mm. outside of maybe like a easy oil change or something like that. There's always something that like either whether it's the camera failed and they just missed that part or they did it and they didn't film it or they had to do it off camera or whatever it is. Like it's like, I always find myself watching multiple videos and they're all good. It's just like you said, there might be something that's mm. like, I, I, the, the camera angle is weird. I couldn't really see, or like they kind of glossed over it. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree. I think that's personally i think there can't be enough you know like there's always mm. something that you're going to learn from each different i've watched all the videos of all the you know well i can't say all majority of them all the ones that i know about and like i've watched a yep. thousand gearbox videos i watched all the you know i just watch mm. them all like they're all interesting i learned a different thing every single time and now i feel like a lot of the projects i can go out into the garage and probably do 90% of it without even yeah. looking anything up. You know what I mean? So I like it a lot. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, that, it's definitely fun and it's, it's a way to kind of be a little creative, right? Yeah. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to create a channel that people can watch and understand. And that's why I always ask people for feedback, um, you know, like yourself or, you know, people who come to me on Instagram, I want to know that what I'm doing uh, is the right thing and people understand it, you know, and I'm always open to, constructive criticism if you want to tell me you know the lighting was bad or that my audio was shit then tell me but don't just come out and say you're a dickhead you shouldn't be doing this give me a reason behind it and and that's uh, what I, yeah. that's what i try to get across to people you know i want people to to be able to confidently watch it and, and have the confidence to go tommy show me how to do this i'm going to now attack it and then i give my feedback or um you know just give people an idea of how to do things and, and not a lot of things on minis are hard there are certain things that are difficult i guess um, yeah. but you know, that's coming from a season mechanic. So, you know, yeah, give them no, confidence I, I, and you know courage to do it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's really, a lot of people ask me like, where did you learn how to, um, work on your car and realistic? I mean, okay. I took auto tech in high school. Uh, what did I mm-hmm. learn? Uh, basic stuff. Right. But realistically, yeah. it's probably YouTube, YouTube and my Haynes manual. Yeah. And, you know, giving mm-hmm. it a go. And, you know, ma- like you said, majority of the stuff is, is very doable, very easy. It could be a little bit scary because it might be a your gearbox or your mm-hmm. engine, your pistons or whatever it is, something that's very expensive and valuable. But, um, you know, Correct. as long as you kind of follow the, the instructions, it's fairly easy. It's like a big Lego kit. Yeah. And, yeah. And some of the um, old school OG... Um, many books are really hard to understand and trying to work out like specific tolerances or how to do something. So yeah, yeah. doing that sort of thing and, and working closely with people, 
um, online who you know I respect and admire, and I watch their videos um, to get help me give me pointers on how to instruct people and how to do specific things because we haven't always had the internet. You know, we go back twenty five, thirty years, and people just had to use Haynes manuals. Yeah. They had to drive three miles to go ask the local mechanic how do i do this and then drive back and then you try to ring them and then they didn't answer because they weren't home and then you'd have to leave a message and you know we grew up in that era of of you know um experiencing that but also experiencing now so right you know some things you can't find well, pretty much everything now you can find online um but you know it, it just depends how it's explained and whether you're a visual learner or whether you're um you know, you can read something and then just know how to do it. So having kind of the best of both worlds, yeah. I think is, you know, really good contributor to that. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of how I approach it. I was, if I'm about to tackle a job, I look on YouTube, watch a million videos on it. I go out to the garage with my Haynes manual. I go step by step. And then sometimes, like you said, the Haynes manual is like, wow, that's like worded weird. Or like you said, mm. it's like a tolerance. You got to like double check if you're measuring the pro proper portion or whatever it is but uh yeah no mm. man you're doing a great job yep. and the other thing i like that you're doing too is sometimes also on the parts websites it gets a little confusing of like three different oil uh uh oil um seals right which which one should you pick i like how yep. you kind of went over which one's Correct. which and yeah i like that kind of stuff i feel like a lot of people don't do that it's um you know so that's a good little uh fresher breath there a breath of fresh air there. <laughs> yeah. So essentially that um, I partnered up with uh, mini sport last year. So mini sport in Australia is the biggest uh, importer and exporter of classic mini parts in the Southern hemisphere. And it's been something I wanted to get on board with for quite some time. And um, you know, when you harass people enough, they just give in just kidding. Um, so I'd been, I had this in the, the works for quite some time. And part of my contract with them is that I'll produce videos for them. So how I got them over the line was I said, look guys, there's, you know, a trillion different parts online. Even me as a series, um, as a seasoned mechanic goes online, I want to look at primary gear oil seals. How do I know which is exactly for what I need? And to say people go, oh, I'll just get the black one or I'll just get this one. Oh, I'll just buy this. It saves all that confusion. It saves people not knowing what they're looking for and how to buy the right part for their car. So yeah, literally I can, you know, do every single part that they sell and talk about it and just give people that confidence knowing that sweet, I'm going to be doing high performance circuit racing. I need this one. I'm just going to be driving it on a Sunday when it's nice and sunny. I'm just going to be using this one. I'm never going to be revving the ringer out of this thing. So that's one of those, the side ventures, um, of me doing my channel um, and working with mini sport is, you know, producing that content once a week. That's awesome. And you just kind of, uh, I guess, announced that sponsorship a couple of weeks ago, right? Or was it? Yeah. So at the start of this, yeah, the start of this year, um, I kicked off um, my season of when I went down to Adelaide last year. Uh, so Adelaide is uh, two states south from where I live. Um, so I went down there at the end of last year, got all the filming done. Um, and their warehouse is like, um, your equivalent would be like Costco, but to us, it's Bunnings. You know, you walk in, there's just parts everywhere. There's just rows and rows and rows of just everything. Uh, a bit of a, a mini owner's wet dream, really. Uh, so yeah, I kicked it off this year with the, uh, the sponsorship from mini sport. So yeah, really excited to have them on board with the channel. Is the mini sport in Australia the same as like UK one or is it? a separate branch or what? 
I think it must be a franchise um, because we also have Mini Sport Oz, um, but then also Mini Sport. So uh, they all sell very similar parts. Some stuff in the UK sells mm. specific things, whereas um, other stuff is only available through um, our Mini Sport in Australia. So. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think it must just be a, a franchise. That's from what I, I gather, because I know there's one in the States as well. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Um, well, there's a uh, Minisport USA, which is basically just the USA site. And uh, Mike Guido, who hopefully mm-hmm. I'll have on the podcast soon, um, awesome dude. He, do- he runs it. Um, he's out of Florida, so I'm not sure if he has... Uh, a warehouse there and he basically stocks a bunch of parts but if it's not in stock then it just ships from the uk um that's at least from my knowledge that's what it is i could be completely wrong so sorry mike if i screwed that up but <laughs> i believe it's this pretty much <laughs> <Whoops>. the same <laughs> don't want to speak for him but that's yeah that's I, what i think it is <laughs> yeah okay it's funny sometimes you order parts from me sport in south australia and you know if you order them generally before about 10, you see them the next day, you know, around the same sort of time, which is cool. Other times we order stuff from the UK and, wow. you know, it's here within like four business days, yeah. which is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, whereas sometimes you order other stuff and it takes three to four weeks or order stuff from the yeah. States and it takes two and a half weeks. So Yeah, oftentimes when I order from the big mini sites over in UK, it gets here like in a week or or less and it's insane uh, every once in a while if it's a big mm. order or if it's like a small order like if it's a big order it might get stuck in customs maybe or if it's a small order and it's like going by royal mail and then it goes to usps it's like it's, <laughs> that might be slow but generally they're really fast it's insane mm. how fast they can get here yeah it depends what you pay for as well like whether it's like dhl or um yeah. you know international express or whatever so yeah, exactly. it really depends. But sometimes you get get lucky and it's here within, you know, a couple of days. Other times, yeah, it takes a bit longer. Yeah, definitely. Let's backtrack a little bit and talk about your mini. Um, you were talking about you basically when mm-hmm. you got it, you stripped it down. How long did that process take? What like describe it? What what you know, for those that don't know what your mini your club mint looks like, what kind of special mods do you have done to it? Any unique features, mm-hmm. etc.? So anyone that's gone to paint a car, you think, you know, let's just paint it red. But then (laughs) when you start looking at the colors red, you go, oh, there's cherry red, there's candy apple red, there's tartan red, there's red red, there's Ferrari red. So that was like a big part of it. So she is, um, she's tartan red. So it was an original mini color uh, that came out when they were available. Uh, She has a white roof. So she's actually um, Toyota white. So Toyota Hilux white. Um, she has, um, neg three, 10 by six wheels, um, uh, ultra lights, I think they are, or super lights, one of the two. Um, she has a 1100 CC engine, uh, board 60 thou with a one and a half inch SU, a 266 Graham Russell camshaft and flat top pistons, uh, double row Tommy chain, um, all the real basic sort of mods. Um, I converted it to an aluminium, uh, radiator, um, simply because I was just and anyone that knows my channel. And if you've watched it enough, you would know that I hate those stupid shrouds that sit around the, the, um, the radiator on the classic, um, classic mini radiator. So yeah, I got rid of that and hard mounted it to the car. Um, it's got an electric fan as well as a manual driven fan, um, led headlights, 
um, Cobra Bucket Seats, which was probably one of the biggest godsends I've ever had, um, especially after doing yeah. 800Ks in it over two days um, last year on the Rolston Classic. Um, yeah, so she once she was stripped, she was um, sat, pulled apart for probably a good seven or eight years. As I said, I just ran out of money. I was unable to finish it. Um, I pretty much had all the parts there for it. Um, and then as my wedding was coming up, I thought, you know what, I want to get this thing online. I want to get this thing ready to go um, and make it to my wedding. So I paid someone um, to paint it. And um, unfortunately, she didn't make my wedding day. Um, my wife's never let me live that down. She ended up having a, a, a problem with a clutch. Um, and we were standing at the aisle and I remember her and she's like, the first thing she says to me is, where's your mini? I'm like, it's not here. It's on a tow truck. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'll tell you later. Wow. So yeah, later after everything, had, <laughs> later after everything had finished, I like bawled my eyes out. I was like, it was the only thing I wanted to be here other than you. <laughs> so yeah, she, <laughs> so the next day she, she said to me, and it was really nice. She was like, you know, don't worry, you'll, you'll figure it out. And literally the next day I just came home, pulled it apart and just sat there and looked and went, ah, that's what it is. Bang, fix it. So I forget oh, what it was, no. but yeah, she never, she never lets me live it down that whenever I go, she's like. Do you have enough fuel and are you going to make it? So now I carry like a spare part of everything. I could literally do a head gasket in my car on the side of the road. <sighs> um, so, yeah, she she sat there for a long time. And then eventually when it got painted, I had to pull the engine in and out a couple of times. We changed the tunnel. So instead of being the half moon, uh, we converted it to like a square shape. It's a bit more modern. So I had to mount the engine in gearbox and then the selector, figure out where we're going to mount it, drill the holes, pull it, the engine back out, paint it, put it back in. Um, yeah, it's just a real long drawn out process and you don't realize, I think, um, until you build a car, how much actually goes into it. When you yeah. touch every single nut, bolt, screw, everything, you have a real appreciation of knowing that everything in this car you've touched. Um, so yeah, sitting for a, for a couple of, you know, long-term years, it was at my in-laws place. So I lived with my wife for a bit, uh, before we moved out, um, and got married. So it was sat out the back of their place for a long time. And yeah, I really need to upload some old photos because yeah, there's some really good classics there of, you know, the whole roof was just covered in filler at one stage and it just, it took me forever to sand it because I had like the world's smallest air compressor. So it would like kick in, you'd start sanding and it would stop and you have to wait and you go and stop, wait, <laughs> keep going. So yeah, Terrible. she's fun. Yeah. She was fun to build. But like now I think the, the only thing that I probably regret doing with it was I'd push so hard to get her on the road, she's not 100% complete. So if you've watched any of my videos, I don't have door cards, I don't have a, a roof liner. Um, there's bits and pieces that I just need to finish off, which I really need to get onto, but it is what it is. <laughs> hey, listen, I, you know, I spoke about this before, I think actually with Rohan, who I believe you know, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you got it on the road, you're enjoying it, and that's, what's, that's what matters. Mine, mine, mine does have door cards, but there's no uh headliner the carpet's like kind of just thrown in there so every once in a while it falls although i did <laughs> velcro i velcroed the little uh kind of the, the wheel well area so it kept falling on my my clutch pedal as i was driving in the canyons so i was like that's, pro that's probably dangerous maybe i should velcro yeah. that up a little bit but yeah i mean it's, yeah. it's about like getting it that's getting it out and, and driving yeah i went the other approach like i was mm. gonna strip it all and, and do it and i was like no I want to drive this and I want to drive it now. So I did, mm. you know, anything that I needed to replace and then I've just fixed and upgraded as I've gone. So pretty much everything has been touched at this point, but, uh, 
uh, other than paint, obviously. Yeah, nice. but, uh, <laughs> mm. It's expensive. And like, you know, you spend, you know, 10, 15, 20 grand on paint, and then you still have to build the engine. You still have to do all the interior. You have to do all yeah. the brakes. And when you look at it as a whole, like looking back now, I reckon I've probably spent at least 25 grand on my car, but that's been since 2009. So, you know, anyone that wants to build a car, you just tackle one thing at a time. That's that's probably my piece of advice to someone. Because, yeah, looking at, you know, a 30 grand build and you're only having five grand to start off with, it's important to kind of tailor it, I think, as to what you want to do um, and the end result and then just work towards it. Otherwise, it's very easy to go, oh, throw money here, throw money there. And, and you get, you run out of money very quickly Yeah. Um, when you start doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think my advice now looking back on it uh, even though I have two shipbox uh, projects, would be try to get the best one that you could possibly find. Because if you get one that has good paint and then just needs some TLC to the engine or whatever, then you're kind of you're kind of golden there because you could do a lot of that yourself. But mm. paint paint's a tough one because you could do it. I know a lot of guys have done it in their garage and it turns out fantastic. But you know, that's, that's, I don't know. I, I don't mind it, but I also hate it at the same time. So it's mm. like, <laughs> if I could go back my next yeah. mini, for sure, I'm going to try to find the best example I possibly can and just, you know, want to drive it and make my own, my own like uh touch on it. Mm. Right. Cause like the process of yeah. buying one that's completely stripped and rusted is just, it's rough. I look at my S every day. I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. I just want to drive this thing, mm. but it's it's a shell sitting on yeah. dollies, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so the time, the effort, the money, the patience you put into it. But yeah, if you got one that is drivable and it needs work, it's I think it's probably better just to do those pieces individually and set a plan moving forward as to how you want to get it to where you want it to be rather than just do what I did and pull everything apart. Because then at least you can enjoy it. You can drive it. If it's registered and you can keep registering it, perfect then just work on the bits and pieces in between um, when you when you got the funds to do it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's obviously fun to start from the ground up, um, but sometimes at this point in my car career, if you want, whatever you want to call it, is just mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, it's overwhelming. I'll say that. It's a, I want to mm -hmm. just drive. And yeah. I'm like, you know, you're always in a, in a project when you're kind of playing back. You're like a, playing catch up, I guess. If you can say that, mm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. It's always fun. It's fun. No matter it's what I like, I'm it, turning into the guy that I'm always wanting to just tinker on things, but I also like driving mm. and it's like a love hate, you know? Well, that's the thing about mine. When they asked me when I got it painted, they said, you know, do you want to, you know, spend 50 grand and win every show you go to, or do you just want to drive this thing? I thought, oh no, I'll just, you know, just have it so I can enter it in a show. It doesn't need to be perfect. I'm happy to drive it, but I'm glad that um, it's on conditional plates at the moment. So I'll explain what that is in a second. So I knew that when I first had it on the road, I drove it at least three to four days a week. And I was driving it probably in the driver's seat, probably about an hour and a half every day. And when it's hot, you're hot. When you're cold, you get wet and you're cold. So there's no like in between. There's not like, oh, it's a sunny day. I just want to turn the air conditioner on. You can't do that. So I got to the point where I was like, not only am I spending almost a thousand dollars in registration every year, but I'm starting to hate this car because I'm driving it so much. I need to start limiting when I drive it and have something else. So in Australia, um, they have something called historic plates and they have conditional plates. So historic is anything over 30 years old. You can get them on historic. Um, they're these little 
little um, number plates that you get. Um, and you can drive it up to 60 times a year. Um, you pay less in insurance, less in rego. It's literally like $200 a year compared to eight or 900. So there's a big benefit for it. Um, you, and you do, do have a that? little log. So there's, um, so once it gets to 30 years, um, you then get an inspection. So, um, what they call in the UK an MOT. So we do a, a, a rego inspection or a blue slip. They go over the entire car, check to make sure it's roadworthy. And then you register it. Once it's registered, you then have a book that you have to fill out. So every time you drive it, so if you drive it six times in one day, you fill out one line um, of who you are, what your license number is, and you sign it. And then if you ever get pulled over, you have to present that book to show them that your book's filled out. If you don't, then yeah, the fines are just astronomical. So it's um, just like an honor system. But, like, oh, I only drove it 60 times this year. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. 60. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> um, guess so that's conditional kind of plates. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm on historic plates, and I um, think I'm technically only supposed to drive a certain yeah, sweet. amount, but I don't know. It's not mm. It's not like uh, 60 Unless... times a year. It's like mileage, I think, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah okay. But, like, no one checks that, and, you know, even police that I've spoken to, unless they know the system and, and how it works, they're not going to pull you over. Like, if you're being a hoon and being an idiot and, you know, speeding, right. trying to race, well, then they'll probably pull you over. Um, so conditional plates are one up from historic. Conditional means that, um, well, for historic cars anyway, if it's a modified classic car. So I had to turn to conditional when I changed my seats and when I changed my wheels. Essentially, it's $50 more a year and you get these big, green, ugly plates, um, which kind of bummed because it, it, green on white on a red and white car doesn't look too good with the number plates. Right. But it is what it is. So... <laughs> yeah so what are the okay yeah. i'm looking back at your plates now what's mm -hmm. the white the white yeah, so it's like green. green yeah so that's the conditional and then if you look back earlier oh, there'll yeah, be purple and white and it's a physically smaller um plate as well oh yeah there it says conditional i see that yeah 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 so it'd be your, some of the retro. og early stuff yeah <laughs> mm, oh yeah. nice all right i see that's cool yeah so yeah. what's the uh Except what's... they look hideous, but <laughs> it would look good on my car. Yeah. But that that looks like British racing green. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> um what's the uh what's like the the classic uh mini community like uh, in your area? I know uh in other parts it's it might not be uh popular, but uh you're in mm -hmm. Sydney area or would you say it was? Yeah, so uh, Western Sydney. So I live uh, near a place. Called, yeah, uh, it's called Penrith. So we're at the base of the Blue Mountains. Um, quickly off topic, they call it the Blue Mountains because of the eucalyptus that's in the eucalyptus trees. As it comes out from a distance, it looks blue, hence the term of the Blue Mountains. Right. Um, so we, I'm part of a group called the Sydney Minis, um, and we meet up once a month at a pub. Um, we all go have a feed, a couple of beers, and then we just go for a drive. Uh, so that scene is pretty good. It ranges anywhere from, oh, probably half a dozen to, you know, maybe 15, 16 minis at a time, maybe even more, depending what time of year you go. So it is quite large depending, uh, when you go or what time of year. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's at least a meet once a month. Um, and it's not just, you know, the mini clubs that meet up, it's obviously other clubs as well. And there could be mini owners in there, or you could be part of a an old Jaguar club and there might be a couple of minis in there, but it's not, not huge. Not like it is in the UK. You know, we don't get thousands of minis turn up at a run, but yeah. Um, 
decently sized. Nice. Is is there a lot of like um like uh like here I feel like it's getting popular at least I'm getting more into the scene. Is there um like classic mini rallies or classic car rallies where they're kind of just bombing around Australia hitting different roads? Um like <laughs> like can I don't know if you have canyon roads, but like twisties and stuff like that. Do you guys do any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, so there's something called the Rolston Classic, uh, which is held once a year and is actually sponsored by Mini Sport as well. So essentially, we start off uh, either in Newcastle um, in New South Wales or we start at Mingara, which is on Central Coast. So we start there, we all collaborate, and then we head out west um, to Rolston, which is. Um, so as I said earlier, like I did 800 Ks in the Rolston Classic last year. So we drove from Western Sydney wow. all the way to the Central Coast, and then we drove all the way out to Rolston. So that's out near Bathurst, um, you know, racing capital, I guess. Um, and then you camp there overnight or you um, stay in the hotel. And then the following day, you then head out to Bathurst, do a couple of hot laps, and then come on back. There's actually a video on my channel um, of us doing it. Um, but yeah, that's probably the biggest mini, uh, rally that they do every year. And people travel from all over the, um, all over the country, um, interstate even to do it. And, and that's funny enough how I met Rowan, um, when he had him on, um, self-frustration society. Um, essentially he was, um, putting up on his social media that he'd broken down, uh, about four hours from where I live. And he was closer to me than he was at home. And so I hit him up and said, man, get to my place. I can get your head gasket. We can do it overnight. We'll, we'll pull an all-nighter and then we'll do this thing together. Anyway, so we really tried, really tried, but unfortunately he didn't make it. And then um, the morning of, he actually rang me and was like, man, I've got this accommodation. Um, if you want it, you can have it. So yeah, I bought it off him. He just gave it to me for pretty much nothing. Um, and yeah, we've been mates ever since. So he was unfortunately unable to make it on that rally, but yeah, it's, it is a hell of an experience and anyone in Australia or, you know, coming here to do it, it, it's not just minis There's there's everything there. There's new cars, there's old cars, there's, there's everything. And there, I think last year we had about 170. So yeah, all these classic cars just fanging around, um, through, you know, twisty rows, I guess you call it. Um, it's, yeah, it's just a hell of an experience. There's so much fun. I mean, I went on my first one mm. this year with with the mini, and I drove up. Uh, I think it was about three thousand miles. So um, yeah, to round trip. It Jesus. was a crazy experience. Wow. It took yeah, it mm. was like a week or longer. I went up to Idaho wow. through the mountains <laughs> with all all these classic cars, and and then on the way back home, I went back down the coast and met met you know from friends friends and family and stuff like that. But man, the roads. And just the experience in the classic car mm. across the country, like in the middle of nowhere, like by I was by myself too. It was like I broke down a couple times, but nothing serious. It was mm. like you know, clean a clean a ground down. But man, it, it was mm. it's an experience. There, there's so much fun, especially like I, I'm assuming mm. it was like the same kind same kind of thing. Like with, with you and Rohan, it, it didn't work out, but. You know, there's everyone's there to help. Everyone has different uh, set yeah. of skills or or different tool that you might need or mm. a part that you might like. I've showed up. This guy cut a piece of his uh, vacuum uh, hose off for my car. You know what I mean? Like it's just cool stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, and that's that's what it's about. It's about you know helping each other. And funny enough, like we broke down, which you can see in the documented series um, of when one of the high lows actually got seized, and it wasn't until I pulled it out that 
I tried to free it up and it snapped. So I'm glad it didn't snap on the run. Uh, but yeah, heaps of people stopped and, you know, we had like a community chat where you'd put something in there. Hey guys, I need a, a new um, ignition coil. Does anyone have any spare leads? Um, my fuel pump stopped. Has anyone got, you know, a bit of wire that I can bridge it? Um, you know, and that sort of thing. And it's really good to see everyone coming together, um, you know, with their classic cars. I think it's just a, a next level sort of thing that unless you own one, you don't really understand what it's like to own one, you know, and the troubles yeah. that come with it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. And it's, it's, uh, um, some days it's like you want to set it on fire and some days it's just, mm, but yeah. it, it's always a, a fun experience in the end, you know, like right now I'm, you know, frustrated. I got my gearbox apart, this and that, but I know mm -hmm. it's going to go back together. I know I'm going to go be driving it and have the biggest smile on my face. It's just, it is what it is. And that's just the, the territory that comes with an old car. Correct. Let's 100%. jump back. I want to. I want to round back before we kind of get into the Patty probe mm -hmm. and a few other questions I have mm -hmm. for you. Uh, I want to talk about your YouTube mm -hmm. channel yep. a little bit more. What What really inspired mm -hmm. you to start it? When did you start it? And anything big coming up for it? Like what What's the route that you kind of want to go? How long have you been doing it? And all that kind of jazz. Um. So, like I said before, um, I've always had that inkling to want to help people and give advice. So how it came about was during our last COVID lockdown, uh, which was in 2020. So three years ago, um, we couldn't get outside a house. And if you did, you could be outside for an hour exercising. You could only go to the shops, you know, to get the essentials. Um, you couldn't drive anywhere, literally more than five Ks from home. Uh, that's kilometers. Um, any, <laughs> anything more than that, you needed a permit for. So if you were driving from um, Western Sydney all the way through to Bondi Beach, which is like good hour and 20, if you got caught um, without a permit, you'd get fined heavily. So um, I figured, well, you know, now's probably the time to start. And I think like my first video, like I was just sitting on the floor in my garage with no shoes on and I was, <laughs> I think I was doing like a, like a rear camber toe adjustment bracket for the mini, yeah. um, which was really cool bit of gear to install. So I started doing that. Um, and yeah, so I've been doing it now for coming up on three years. I think it was April that I started. So I'm now in my third season. Um, so essentially Tomo's tune-ups is all things DIY and mechanical. So I focus on things like, you know, DIY videos, how to videos, um, as well as like product, um, talks, uh, as I was saying before from mini sport, um, and not so much reviews, but just, yeah, help people decide like what parts that they need for their car when they're trying to purchase things online. Um, give a bit more clarity. Um, in regards to the things that I've got coming up, um, I reckon I've probably got almost this entire year sorted already. So the the further I go, um, the more people inquire with me about getting things done. So it could just be an engine rebuild, it could be you know a brake upgrade. Um, so a lot of my traffic is coming from customers that I'm meeting through the mini scene. Oh, awesome. They've got a couple of builds coming up this year. Yeah, it's 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 really mad to, you know, to get people message me on Instagram or even contact me through YouTube um, asking particular things. Uh, so at the moment, I'm not going to give too much away. There is two Morris vehicles in my garage, um, and that's probably enough said. Um, some stuff that I've never dealt with before, but something that's really cool. Um, I've got some more builds coming up. Um, I've got a 1275 engine that I've finished building, um, which is then going to turn into a full vehicle build, which is really mad. 
Um, yeah, I guess just just keep chugging along and just keep helping people um, do things to their classic minis and have the confidence to be able to do it. Um, but also offer that niche um, service, you know, of being able to rebuild someone's engine or give that specialist advice um, with things. Because as I said, like there's not everyone out there that can just, you know, strip down an engine and know all the, the itty gritty pieces to be able to rebuild it correctly and safely. Right. So yeah, just, just keep chugging along and, you know, maybe one day I'll be up there with mighty car mods, but we'll see how we go. Uh, there you go. I reached out to, I reached out to them. I don't think they're going to respond, but I'm going to keep emailing. I want Moog on. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk. Yeah, sick. Talk well, I've actually been mini. hit up. Well, I've actually been hit up before. Um, one of my guys, uh, one of my followers, sorry, um, on YouTube actually said I should try and do a, a collab with him one day on, on his mini or my mini. So, um, it's, they're pretty common guys to be able to see kind of hanging around. Um, okay. they do live around like not so much where I live, but you know, it's not far to travel to hopefully be able to see them. So, um, yeah, hopefully if I run into him, he at another meet or something, um, I might actually hit him up cause yeah, I've, I think it'd be really cool for the channel to kind of collaborate, but, and then I can put in a good word for you. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they just seem like awesome cool dudes like genuinely mm. cool i like man i've been watching their stuff forever and it's just i love their stuff they're just seem like cool dudes you know mm. it's like us chatting right now i feel like they'd just be fun to hang out with and um and he's a mini guy so um yeah no yeah. I, and I, about the thing YouTube. go for it sorry um yeah the thing about them is that like they're not mechanics they just do it for fun and that's i think probably the next sort of level like i i kind of feel because because i'm a mechanic and i'm teaching you what i know they're teaching things that they know but like on a different level so a lot of people right. probably um uh, they feel like they're on the same sort of wavelength as them and the, in the same boat that they're not professionals but they're happy to give it something a go like be that diy guy you know mm -hmm. mechanic in their own driveway and, and and attempt things which is cool well, that was something that I liked about your, your YouTube, though. You could clearly tell mm -hmm. you have a vast knowledge of it, but you weren't talking like a mechanic. You know, like uh, the mm -hmm. one I watched the other day, too, was the rear uh, wheel bearing. And just like the little trick that you did with the, the uh, adjustable wrench and how you kind of like did that. Mm -hmm. Like that, that to me, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, like, this is like, that's like some sort of like old school knowledge that's mm -hmm. been passed down to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause for, for somebody like yeah. me, a DIY guy would be like, uh, what is the torque spec? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, where, yeah. Uh, that's and cool. That's like sort of, that, that sort of thing you just have to, you have to learn over the years. You know, there's, uh, you not only use your hands, but your hands are your eyes. Sometimes, sometimes you're doing things and you just have to have the feel for things and you can't teach that. You just have to be able to do it. Um, in saying that though, I kind of feel like I was born probably 30 years too late in life. I feel like I should have grown up around this sort of stuff. And that's, that's why my car is still on, you know, points ignition and running a carburetor and not, you know, electronic and EFI and all this stuff. Cause I enjoy tinkering that stuff. I can fix it on the side of the road. Whereas yep. if, you know, my uh, Toyota Hilux breaks down and, you know, there's an electrical problem, I'm pretty much, you know, stuck. I, I can't do anything. I just have to get a towed. So I agree. I agree. Yeah. Tomo, what other projects you got? I love saying that, by the way. Is that your nickname? Is that um, what it is? Is it? Yes. <laughs> so it's it's funny you ask because like, people think my name's Tom or it's actually Tomo. 
So right. my name is actually Christopher Thomason. Right. So everyone calls me Tomo because of my surname. So there was two Chris's that we used to work with. Um, and the way that they identified us was Chris and Tomo. So I adapted the nickname Tomo. Like and you're it. the first person to actually ask me that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. Sometimes it's like, oh, great video, Tom. And I'm like, that's not my name. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, I, I did. I, I figured it was a nickname. And then when you when uh, I saw your yeah. email, it had your full name. I was like, oh, okay, that's probably what it's from. But uh, it's fun. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't really disclosed it. I, I should probably do it. So hopefully a lot of people watching or listening will um, be able to, to put the two and two together and have a bit of a laugh about it. Um, so yeah. projects, um, are we talking like mini projects? Or are we talking like outside of mini? Yeah. Anything outside of mini that you might be tinkering mm-hmm. on that's uh, maybe not secret mm-hmm. of your, a part of your channel or something. Yeah. So the company that I work for, um, we specialize in four drives and I'd never owned a four drive until last year. I bought a Toyota Hilux and N70 2006. So it was like the first run of that, that model. Um, I've put a two inch lift kit in it. Um, I've got uh, work lights. I've actually got a set of rock lights. So lights to light up where you're driving during the night, trying to navigate the rocks, but I've actually got them underneath my wheel arches. So the reason for that is not just to, be able to see what I'm doing, you know, when I'm driving at night. But if I need to work on my car at night, I literally just turn the switch on and it lights up the whole wheel arch, which is really cool. So if you need to do brakes or a CV join or something, you can do it there. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I try and get out now as much as I can uh, with my son and with my wife when she's not working and just go camping. Um, there's a lot of places, you know, within a two hour sort of radius of where we are, where you don't need to go and spend a lot of money. Um, to be able to go full driving or to be able to go camping, you know, in local free camping spots. So that's probably my biggest project, I think, other than just working on Grace by my mini. Um, but th- I'm always in the shed. Like I just have this obsession, I think, and my wife always says, just take a break, you know, and I'm always tinkering with something. I'm always fiddling with a mower. I'm always servicing a car. I'm always, you know, pulling something apart, Um of something or other, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it be car related or, you know, my son's electric car um, that he drives around in, I need to, you know, fix the batteries on that or something. So yeah, but yeah, pretty much the majority of it is just mini, but yeah, when I'm not miniing, it's funny because I drive two different cars of two very different statues. One is humongous (laughs) and then the other one is this little clown car. So it's a good, it's a good uh, juxtaposition there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. I haven't actually... I want to get a photo of them like side by side and just show the the clear difference because you don't realize like how big some cars are, but then also you don't realize how small some cars yeah. are in comparison to each other until they're side by side. So yeah, no, any chance I get cool to photo, park, I <laughs> park next to a giant truck, it, it's it's hilarious. Mm. It's it's kind of scary, yeah. man. Actually, how how big even yeah. like the regular just sedans are, are compared to uh, a mini mm. now. It's it's pretty crazy. A hundred percent, yeah, and. You know, I always have this thing whenever I see another Mini driving. If it's a newer Mini, I just yell out, get a real Mini. And I said that to a lady <laughs> once, and she's like, I do drive a real Mini. And I was like, oh, you don't. But, yeah, she was pretty cool about it. But you got to be careful because sometimes people in the UK, I've heard, like, they're chalk and cheese that if you drive a classic Mini, you know, you won't talk to people with a new Mini. Um, and there's actual, like, fights over it and stuff. So, but, yeah. you know, a lot of people take it pretty you know pretty well um i just go oh okay well this is my real mini and you show them a photo and they go oh that's cute and you're like yeah. oh, i don't use the term cute with mini so 
please don't say that again. <laughs> every time, every time. Yeah, in the United yeah. States, uh, yeah. people, I'll be talking, they're like, oh, you know, whatever. Classic Mini will come up and like, oh, I drive a Mini too. I was mm. like, really? And then they show me and I was like, Oh, they're like, yeah, like, I have a convertible one. Uh, I was like, dude, you got a, like a, you got like a uh, 2010 <laughs> mini, don't you? Like, yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> uh, like, wow, don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, like we're not friends. <laughs> they're, mm, they're very different though. Like they are, they still have the traits, but yeah, they're not mini per se. They're just they're huge, yeah. like Let's just be ridiculously I, big. My mm. daily drivers, I've only owned new minis so i i'm not bashing them they're actually great cars mm. Mm. Uh, at mm. this point i oh, know yeah, exactly which one to get like there's certain years that sucked mm. but uh yeah no they're yeah. fun they're cool they're, it's a great little quirky car for uh, daily driving and kind of just hanging around but uh yeah the, there's no comparison to the classic mini in terms of fun mm. so. yeah yeah um, and size yeah and size too they're they're quite bloated mm. nowadays mm. tomo 100%. Patty probe time. You ready? Mm-hmm. Far away. All righty. Um, for those that might just be listening to this for the first time, Patty probe is a set of questions. We can uh, rapid fire them. Uh, oftentimes we elaborate because we like uh, we're chatty Cathy's. But um, starting off, what is your favorite mm-hmm. mini variant? I've been thinking about this one quite a lot lately and it's going to be my next mini. So my mini now I'm going to give to my son when he turns um, 16, when he gets his L's. Um, I want to get a Clubman van. I think they're really cool. So yeah, yeah. definitely um, yeah, Clubman Clubman van or estate, whatever um, terminology you want to use. But yeah, I think they're just really cool. Like this little mini panel van kind of reminds me of like the old um, Sandman, which is an Aussie car. Um, if I was to get one, I'd certainly make it into like a surfer sort of van, have a big yeah. surfboard on top, maybe some yeah. like handwritten writing down the sides, the yeah. good barn doors at the back. Like, yeah, I agree. It's, yeah, definitely cool. would, f- would be my favorite. Mm. Yeah. Vans are definitely up there. They're cool. Um, mm. what do you love most about owning a classic mini? I think, and I'm sure anyone out there who owns a classic car would agree that it's to do with um, the the joy that you bring people. You know, you can rock up to a servo and be filling up with fuel and someone come up and go, great car, mate, and then just run off. Or they come up to you when you've just bought your groceries and they're like, what year model is it? And then you get talking about it and there's always someone you speak to who's either owned a mini or has known someone who's owned a mini. And they always come up and they share those stories with you, having those, mm-hmm. you know, enlightened moments where people just come up and they just talk to you out of the blue. Like they just know you and they go, Oh, great car, mate. See ya. And then they just leg it. Um, <laughs> but also like what, <laughs> one of the, sorry, if you don't understand my slang. Um, uh, so one of the, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So leg it like they just run. Um, I'm a, so I'm a there was this really cool moment that I had. This later. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a moment that I had when I was driving home from work one day. I was just cruising along, and it was just after I got my car on the road. I was just enjoying it. Everything was all good, and I was just driving. And you know when you get that feeling of just someone looking at you, and I was like, look over, and there's this old couple beside me. They must have been like their seventies. And the lady's like pushing the guy out of the way. She was in the passenger seat, pushing me out of the way, going, look at that, look at that. And they're waving. 
and this and that. So I waved back and I thought, oh, I'm just going to give this a bit of willy. So I just knocked it back to third and just right footed it and just took off, expecting this thing to take off and, you know, just moved away from them. But just the <laughs> smile on their faces, like it was just like, wow, like, you know, to see this classic car just cruising down the road, you know, people just come up to you at a set of lights. Um, you know, and just give you a thumbs up. I, I think that's probably the best thing about owning a Mini is just, you know, bringing joy to people um, who's either owned a Mini before or just love seeing them because it's so quirky and you, you don't see those cars getting around. I love that answer. I, you know, I, I clearly got a Mini because I wanted a Mini. I just wanted that. That's just been my mm. dream car. But ever since owning, it's not yeah, that okay. I want the, want the attention, but it's just so much fun, man. Like you said, you pull up to a gas station, mm. someone's talking to you. It's just like it's the community that it just creates, even if the person's not even a car yeah. car person. They're, they love yep. it. It's like the, rarely do you ever um, take a drive where somebody doesn't like honk at you, wave at you, film you as you're driving by. Yeah. You know, you see it all the time. It's just – it just yeah. – cracks it cracks me up it puts a smile on everyone's face a hundred percent and and not too long ago um i'll just quickly get off topic for a second here um my omar which um her name was grace and that's who i named my car after um she passed away and as we went to go to her funeral i was driving my classic mini and i was like you know i just need something to just sprighten up the mood a little bit so when i'm driving there i'm not feeling down and depressed and thinking about things i want to say driving down the freeway and this truck is just coming up behind me just like real slow overtaking me i did the old one the window down and did these ones and he just bop bop just hits the horn i was like man that's so good my wife's behind me she gets out like when we got there she's like you're an idiot why would you do that i said because this little mini you know just cruised along and i'm honking this guy to get the get the horn going it just you know made my day and um yeah, just just having a good laugh as well. Like when you're driving it, you know, making people making people smile is you know a part of I think the journey of, of owning something so ironic and um and and beautiful. I agree. I agree. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that answer. Uh, let's see here. What is your favorite mini modification? Um, Either one that you've done or one that you might want to do. I'm really looking forward to doing a straight cut gearbox conversion. Uh, My mate, Paul Jeffries in the UK, um, classic mini garage. Um, He has a set he's going to sell me. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, And the fact that I only drive it every now and again, probably is going to make up for the, the fact of it being so annoying. Um, but probably the the best mod that I've done, I reckon is probably the Cobra bucket seats because yeah, the original coffin style high back seats were just, they were nice, but they were like just uncomfortable because the foam had given way. Um, once I'd done the Cobra bucket seats and then not long after we did the Rolston classic, having spent 800 Ks in the car, it was, you know, the best, it was comfortable. It was um, they hold you really nice. They're not super snug and I'm not an overly big guy as well. Um, it's just good driving position, comfy. They look the part. I think that's probably my, my favorite mini mod. I, yeah, I agree. I don't have a co- I mean, they might be old ones. They're, they're beat, but the, they're mm-hmm. very similar style and they are really comfy. Mine, mine need to be recushioned mm-hmm. and everything, but still, even though like how beat they okay. are, they're really comfy. They fit me nice. The seating position is really great. So mm. I like that answer too. Yeah. 10 inch. One thing that I, or... um, 
Oh, what? Add on, go. Sorry. I'll quickly add this. So when I bought the Cobra Bucket Seeds, anyone who is looking into it, um, you need to buy the uh, brackets to suit the seeds. Because I bought the seeds. I was like, yeah, sweet. I'll just throw them in. I'll just unbolt the old rails and away we go. Turns out you need the, the rails to, to make yeah. them work. So that was yeah. probably something that I, I didn't know at the time. So these, you know, $1,000 seats now turned into $1,500 seats because of the extra brackets. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the thought I'd throw that in there because, yeah. No, that's a good, I, I feel like one of my mm. friends did the same thing and it was like, oh, you can't, mm. can't, uh, can't switch over the brackets or whatever it was. But yeah, the ones mm. that I have are, they look like they're like... <laughs> homemade like like the um the actual you, you know you know like the little like um prong that comes off the front that bolts into the the cross member yeah. there it's like all welded yep. janky and stuff so yeah well i don't know if someone just uh <laughs> cut it and redid it but uh oh mm. man yeah funny yep. um mm-hmm. 10 inch 12 inch or 13 inch Okay, so um, in the four-wheel drive industry, people ask us what size rims they should go. When you do like a 16-inch compared to an 18-inch, we find that a 16-inch gives a really good rim-to-tire ratio, whereas like a 20-inch, you have a really low um, tire-to-rim ratio. So same with minis. I found um, I originally had a set of 12-inch. Sorry, I give very long-winded answers. Um, There's no rules. I originally in the had twelve-inch. <laughs> um, I originally had twelve-inch wheels. I think they were like one, four, five, seventy, twelve, and they were really cool. They were whites. They were you know little mini lights, but they were like um, twelve by four and a half. So they were like little cheese sticks, right, on the road. And I could actually feel myself when I threw it around a corner. So most people slow down for roundabouts. As as you do only a mini, you actually speed up to get through the, the roundabout to show off. So I'd find that, like, I could feel the car, like, moving with the flexion of the tires on the rims. So I was like, yeah, get rid of them. So I went back to 10-inch um, and the amount of profile I have, so I think it's a 1657010. Um, for me, it gives a good stance on the 6-inch rim. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 10 by 6 inch rim. Um, yep. But also, you know, you can throw it into a corner and you don't get that sort of body roll um, of the, the tire on the on the rim. So, yeah, definitely 10 inch. Yeah. No, I, uh, <clears throat> I've i never driven 12. I, I feel like 12 mm. is a, a good ha- happy medium, but I've driven on 13 and then I went to 10. Night and day difference yep. on handling and mm. riding and yep. everything. Mm. At least in my experience. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it goes like anything. Like, like I said, with four drives, you know, if you want like a really good, comfortable ride, like 16 inch is really good. But then, like, if you go 10 inch on a mini, you're going to get more tire. So, you're going to get a better cushion. So, it really just depends on the style of setup you have um, and what you're using it for. So, doing things like, you know, modifications to adjustable high lows, that sort of thing, um, adjustable shock absorbers, that's really going to benefit the drivability quality and style um of the the overall ride not just the tires but yeah you're right having 13s um is you know going to be chalk and cheese between 10 inch in regards to drivability and then you get issues like scrubbing and you know trying to find a 10 inch tire somewhere compared to a 13 um you might pay more for one or the other so i guess it really just depends on what your what your preference is and how you're using it yeah yeah good answer good answer uh last one here if you could have a drink beer coffee tea pint whatever your drink of choice is with one mini celeb 
who would it be? A whiskey with Michael Caine. Look at that. I like that answer. Straight. It's, yeah. Well, I was thinking about it. I was watching a couple of the, the videos you've done in the past and, and I was going to say Rowan Atkinson, like Rowan, um, yeah. you know, I love Mr. Bean, um, but you know, OG, I think Michael Caine would be, you know, definitely a, a really good person to just share that drink with and, you know, talk about, you know, the, the Italian job, but you know, someone who's British and, you know, knows these cars really well. Right. No, that's cool. I love, like, this is one of my favorite questions because everyone's had a really awesome answer. And I feel like when I, when mm -hmm. I think it's like, obviously, you know, Patty Hopkirk or like many people kind of pop up, but like some of these answers are great answers. It's like, all right, Michael Caine, that's a fantastic answer. Like you just said, British, he was in the Italian job. Does he have any stories about minis? I'm sure he does that. That's, I like that answer. That's very mm. cool. Cool. Tomo. Yeah. Tell the people where they can find you. We've obviously dropped your YouTube, but tell them exactly where YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, well, any websites, anything like that. Yes. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, mainly I do a lot of my stuff on Instagram. So just at Tomo's tune-ups or one word, T-O-M-O-S-T-U-N-E-U-P-S. Um, same with Instagram, sorry, same with, um, YouTube. Um, and I just have a small Facebook group as well that I run, um, where I pretty much just upload all my, um, weekly episodes, um, that I do. Um, I generally drop two videos a week. Um, one is mini sport related. So going back to what we were saying before about parts and descriptions, helping people choose the right parts of the vehicle. Um, and then later in the week, um, I do another series episode. So whether it be rebuilding something or whether it be, uh, going for a drive, you know, just general sort of you know, mini related stuff. Um, those are the three places you can find me. Awesome. I'll link, uh, I'll link it in the description as well for everybody. Uh, so, Hey man, I appreciate the conversation. Thank you for being on and I will catch you guys on the next one. Thanks for having me.